0: We continue to monitor the BYU football coaching staff moves that are going on or should be going on. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into more of your questions on a Mailbag Thursday edition of the show as well as some great news on the college football playoff front we got last night as well. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show, downloading it, watching it on YouTube, no matter how you consume it. Thank you for your support. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Goal here simply stated, make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. The way we do that, well, is sometimes by asking you the question. Questions that you guys want to have answers to. Obviously, there's still a lot going on with the BYU football program, and... That uh, situation is going to bear monitoring over the coming weeks, really. I I, th- I think this scenario could play out over a number of weeks. We'll get to some of those questions here in just a moment. But I want to talk first about some great news we got via the college football playoff realm uh, last night, actually. The Rose Bowl, according to Pete Thamel's reporting from ESPN, was the final holdout with regards to getting a deal done to expand the college football playoff from 4 to 12 teams in time for the 2024 postseason so the good news is the Rose Bowl got on board now, I didn't think there was much chance they were actually going to hold out they had uh, uh, reportedly had been issued an ultimatum to ass- essentially get on board or get out of the way essentially they were they were threatened that if they didn't get on board with the expanded playoff as soon as 2024 they were in danger of being left out of the TV uh, negotiations for 2026 which is the next round of the college football playoff their their broadcast windows or broadcast a deal that was going to go into place. So now that the Rose bowl is on, uh, on board, we have one more season to endure of a four team playoff. And then, According to everything that's been reported out there, it's going to be rubber stamped that beginning in 2024, 12 teams will make the college football playoff, and I think this is a fantastic, fantastic scenario. And you're probably wondering, well, Jake, BYU—they don't necessarily factor into to this conversation. But let me let me just bring it a little closer to home. Is that BYU is joining the Big 12 conference next year? We all know that, and that's that's a very exciting development for the BYU football program. The more important part of this is that with a 12-team playoff there will be more opportunities for BYU should they, I guess, cash in or be able to get the right uh, talent into the program. They should be able to make a run at a playoff berth much easier than they would have with a 14 team playoff. And I'll also acknowledge that the playoff committee, as it's, as it's constituted, and they still have their biases. I completely acknowledge that fact. But this is going to open doors for programs like BYU. It's going to open doors for a Big 12 that doesn't necessarily have a quote-unquote blue blood or a marquee program. Think about this. Texas and Oklahoma are departing the Big 12 after the 2024 season? Or 20, and 2025 is when they will jump to the SEC. That's going to leave the Big 12 without that quote-unquote lead dog and that's going to open up opportunities for a number of programs and BYU should consider themselves a, a dark horse in that realm To be able to go out and be one of those quote unquote lead dogs or a marquee team or be establish themselves as one of those premier programs. Will it take a bunch of heavy lifting for BYU to compete at that level? Absolutely it will. But having a 12-team playoff means that you can afford more of a I guess the easiest way to say it is more of a leash to be able to get yourself into that playoff realm. The other part about this is as soon as 2024, according to reports out there, 450 million dollars. That is the amount of an expanded playoff and what it's worth to the college football playoff committee, which also filters down to the conferences. So you can expect beginning in 2024 that along with a increased revenue share for BYU as a member of the big 12 conference, they will also have extra money coming from the college football playoff. A lot of people out there when the big 12 announced their new media rights still were saying, well, they're, 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 they're banking on, and uh, no, uh, I guess a bigger chunk of the pie when it comes to the college football playoff. No bleep, Sherlock. That's exactly what they were get, get banking on. And now that it, essentially it's all but done with this expanded playoff, and I also will not count my chickens before they hatch a little bit, saying that the college football playoff committee they've done stupider things than to actually expand in the past. They they punted on it a couple of times, but it sounds like this one is going down and it's going to happen. And that four hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, a lot of it will go to the SEC. There's millions going to the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, but the Big Twelve also is going to cash in on that and that means just more and more more and more coin more and more money cash money going into the coffers of the BYU football program and BYU athletics as a whole it's a very very positive development if you're a BYU fan this is a fantastic thing and it just opens up so much more opportunity for college football to have renewed interest in it. Think about this. The college football playoff with the four teams, Alabama is going to miss it this year, barring something completely out of the, out of left field. It'll be the second time since the playoff was instituted that Alabama has missed the playoff. Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, essentially, you could pencil them in every single year in January, even before the college football playoff national championship was played, you could pencil them in for the next year's playoff. It's just it's been that way since the playoff was put into place. And now with a twelve-team playoff, you give the opportunity for some more "quote unquote" upsets. Will the favorites ostensibly win out in the end? Sure, but what do we love about the NCAA tournament? What do we love about the NFL playoffs with a fourteen-team format for the NFL? What do we love about the NBA where they allow? more than half of the teams in the NBA to get into the playoffs. We like it when the plucky underdog rises up and they get the upset. We, we like that as a as a fan base out there. I know the favorites ultimately draw the eyeballs. There are bigger brands. Like Ohio State is a huge brand that always draws eyeballs. But the chance, let's say BYU in some hypothetical scenario down the road gets in as a 12 seed. They're playing a five seed in, who knows, Uh Let's just hypothetically say Ohio State has a down year, quote unquote, that year, and they have to play Ohio State as a 12 5. Well, What do you think would be the headlines if BYU pulls off an upset taking down the Ohio State Buckeyes? That is going to be a massive story. That is what opens up, that door is opened up now with an expanded playoff. So this is welcome, welcome news. And I know some of you out there probably couldn't give one flying you-know-what about the playoff because it just feels like it's so far off for the BYU football program, but this is a program that has a pedigree. There is a national championship trophy down there in Provo. BYU aspires to get back to that level some point and now joining the big 12 and with an expanded playoff that avenue it looks more viable than it ever was for what four decades since 1984 it it just feels like this is now finally a realistic uh, it may seem like okay there's so many things have to go right for BYU and then they do but the 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 avenue the 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 theory is out there the the way to do it is there for BYU now? Obviously, you got to go compile the talent. You got to get the right uh, breaks for you. You got to win your games. You got you to do so many things to take advantage of that. But the door it's cracked open, and it's in theory, it's much more attainable for the BYU football program and any program out there in the Power Five ranks than it ever has been before. So. I welcome this. I look forward to it. I look forward to watching more football in the month of December. That is going to have home games in these in those quarterfinals. The the five through twelve teams will be playing on their home sites. The higher seeds, obviously, hosting those games. This is a fantastic. Fantastic development. And I speak for myself when I say that. I I think this is going to be absolutely awesome. And I'll throw it out at you guys. What do you guys think of this? Do you think the the expanded playoff is is a net positive for college football? Do you think it's a net negative? And also, I guess, a part two of that question... What do you make of BYU's chances? Do you, do you think BYU can realistically compete in, I guess, your lifetime of making the playoff and making a run in a national title? I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Drop the comments in the YouTube uh, comment section below this video or send them in via social media, locked on Cougars, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Love to hear your guys' takes on it, or you can email the show locked on BYU at gmail.com. Alright, coming up next, it's your time to shine. You, the listeners, you send them in via social media, your questions. We're going to get to those here momentarily. First, a word on our friends over at BetOnline. Absolutely love this company. They are your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional in the amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline at as well, Locked On Cougars and the like are all available there. They are the fastest and the easiest way to get your sports betting fixed as well. Whether it's live game betting, futures, odds, whatever you want to do. They got you covered. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more now. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Cougars every single day. I always love having you guys on the show. want to make sure to encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. If you want to get caught up every single day on all the biggest stories in sports, Locked On Sports Today is here for you guys. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, as mentioned, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide. That is Locked On Sports Today, available in this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk talk about your guys' questions. I guess I'll share the screen here so you actually can see them in live time. You guys don't have to uh, worry about looking at my ugly mugs as I read the questions. I'll let you guys see them in uh, live times. So let's pull this up here as we do this. But uh, first question came in. Our good friend uh, Blair Red uh, sent this in. Let me get share the screen so you guys can see this here. And then there we go. Now we're cooking with peanut oil. Alright, Blair Red. Coach Blair Red on Twitter says, what's the time frame for new staff additions? And Blair, it's a very interesting question and one that I I have pondered quite a bit, and I speak on this from the perspective of saying I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people this week about potential changes, what might still be to come, what might uh, stay the same, et cetera. I think that BYU is going to move as quickly as they possibly can on a defensive coordinator hire. I think they need to make sure that with recruits, guys on the roster who may be considering jumping into the portal, all of that combined, I think they need to make a move as quickly as possible on a defensive coordinator. Now, let me also add the caveat that BYU, for whatever who knows what reason, has some of the slowest hiring processes, especially in the athletic department, that I have ever seen. It seems like everybody who has quote-unquote a say or needs to feels like they need to have a say on a potential hire, seems to get their time to shine and have their say, have their interview, whatever. whatever. They, have, they get to say their piece, and it slows down the process. I would hope that Tom Homo and Kalani Sitake can cut through some of that red tape and get this hire done because I think it's absolutely critical. With A, the transfer portal opening up, it's going to be open for that three-week period, as well as the early signing period coming up in just a few weeks to make sure you have a person... Even if you're not announcing it publicly because you can't do that yet, to be able to go to recruits and say, hey, this is so-and-so who's going to be our defensive coordinator. It's not a done deal yet, but he will be leading the defense and let them uh, let them know who is going to be leading them as their coach at coordinating that defense. I think it's absolutely critical. Now, other staff changes, strength and conditioning staff, we already know that New Tafisi and Justin McClure were let go from their positions earlier this week. I am fully expecting a, a bunch of turnover with other assistant coaches. I think that defensive staff, as many as that entire staff, I guess all five of them, in terms of assistant coaches, could be gone with a new defensive coordinator coming in. I would expect some turmoil on the offensive side of the ball as well. I I just don't think that Kalani Satake is content to let things stand as is and let things play out. I think he is in full... uh, He was in the tech tech world, disruption mode. He wants to get things right in his mind for the Big 12 era. And he is not afraid at this point. I I think he's got... (laughs) He's going scorched earth in many ways. And he's gonna if, if he feels like a person may be holding BYU back, he is absolutely, right now, willing and ready to make that change, it feels like. But I think the defensive coordinator hire, that's the one you need to fast track. Other ones, position coaches, strength and conditioning, you can, uh, I guess, afford to wait on that a little bit. But I feel like the defensive coordinator needs to be done, and I would hope it's done Two weeks at the very latest, maybe by the time the the early signing period is opening up. (coughs) Excuse me. I think that you need to have that done. So that way, like I said, you can go out on the recruiting trail and sell it to guys about who is going to be leading that defense into the Big 12. (coughs) Wow. Excuse me. Still doing with a little bit of this cough. and We've already made it into the month of December. It's crazy. It's been lingering this long, but bear with me. All right. Next one up, uh, Calvi J. at CJ Real Hoops one says, It seems like a foregone conclusion that Pukunakua, Jaron Hall, and Blake Freeland will declare for the draft. I agree, Calvi. Now, other what other Cougars will be making a run at the league? Any diamonds in the rough? Now, I am uh, speaking on this. I have asked Clark Barrington, I don't know, a few times throughout our time uh, about his uh, future. And he says it's still going to be coming down to it. I've got this feeling that Clark is going to pursue the NFL. I think that he he is ready to move on with his playing career. And I think there's a number of other guys who are in that same boat. And guys that you may not necessarily think, okay, that's guy, that guy is like grade A NFL draft material. One guy I would say keep an eye on, and it'll, and a lot of this is going to depend on the feedback they get from NFL scouts because they send in these uh, evaluations to an NFL advisory committee, and they essentially send back your first or second round, or they... Recommend that you return to return to school if you're an underclassman. Now, the interesting part about this is a guy like Mason Wake, and I bring up Mason Wake's name because Mason is such a, a unique tool and a unique football player because he can do so many different things. Clark Barrington a few weeks ago called him the travel size offensive lineman. He is a guy who is not afraid to get his nose dirty out there. He can play fullback, H-back, tight end. His ability to contribute in a myriad of ways on special teams as well is going to give him an opportunity in the NFL. Am I saying that Mason Wake is an NFL draft pick? No. Clark Barrington is in my mind. I I think Clark could get drafted this year. I really do think that. But a guy like Mason Wake, yeah he's probably going to go the undrafted free agent round out and have to work his way onto a roster, but I would not bet against a guy like that with his ability to contribute in a, 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 just a myriad of ways. That is a diamond in the rough to keep an eye on. I think there's going to be quite a few guys, Calvi, that I think are going to pursue that NFL opportunity. And you wish them nothing but the best because they've they've been at BYU for a really. Really long time, and obviously, you want to see those guys go out and have success at the next level. All right, next one up, our good friend Mojo out there uh, protecting our country. Mojo041719 says, What positions do you think will be targeted the most by BYU in the offseason? Do you expect us to bring in skilled guys like Brooks or concentrate more on the trenches to find another Kingsley Suo type dude? Now, That's the interesting conversation, Mojo, right now. It's because BYU, and there was a comment uh, from Aaron Roderick on BYU's Coordinator's Corner this week, says, quote, you always consider any difference maker, and then any positions that are maybe a little thin, you consider the portal. That is the key differentiator. Difference maker. What was Kingsley uh, Soumatia doing in terms of being brought to BYU? He's a five-star talent. That is a difference maker. He came in and immediately assumed the starting job at right tackle. Was it a perfect season for Kingsley Suomata'ia? No. But for his relative youth on a very, very experienced BYU offensive line, your opinion on how they performed overall this year may vary, but it was an experienced offensive line. And for him to come in and be a starter essentially from day one, that's pretty impressive. That difference maker tag... It goes across the board. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive, defensive line, linebacker, safety, kicker, punter. I don't care what the position is. If BYU feels like they have a guy in the portal who is reciprocating interest in them and is that quote-unquote difference maker, they will attempt to bring them in to bolster the BYU lineup. Talent wins we all know this it's not it's not the X's and O's it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's we you need the dudes to go out there and win now to answer more specifically your question Mojo what do you think targeted what, what positions would be most targeted by BYU quarterback running back, Uh, I feel like the defensive line and linebacking core especially will be looked at. Even I think safety would also get a look here from BYU. I think that they have got a lot of question marks that need to answer. Are there pieces on the roster currently that you could, uh, in theory, see uh, step in and be the answer for them? Sure. But you also currently are expecting, and I'm anticipating, an above average number of guys from BYU to enter the NCAA transfer portal. There's a question coming up here about that. Do What guys, what names? I don't have names. I've just, I've heard enough conversation, enough chatter from people inside the program that BYU is going to see more than their fair share of what they typically have in terms of guys leaving the program. So it's kind of interesting. I, I think that BYU, they want to focus on getting a quarterback if Jaron Hall is indeed moving on with his career. That's a very key differentiator. If he comes back, You don't necessarily need to hit the portal quite as hard for quarterback, but they got to hit running back. They got to hit the lines. Obviously, you need to upgrade that talent base. But anybody who they feel like can be that "quote unquote" difference maker, you can guarantee BYU will do their darndest to get him in, get him into school, and get him playing with the BYU Cougars. All right, up next, Garrett at SF Garrett, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about his question here. Says uh, with the Big Twelve conference schedule coming out pretty soon, which four to five teams do you want to see come to Lavelle? Edwards Stadium next season. Now, Garrett, today I actually anticipated talking more about what I expected from BYU and their Big 12 schedule because Tom Homo told Dave McCann to expect that December 1, the schedule might be released. Dave McCann tweeted out yesterday that the the latest he had heard is that the Big 12 was pushing back that schedule reveal until the middle of December. It's a little bit disappointing because I've just been jonesing to see BYU's first schedule. That, that that part of it, the fact that they keep kicking that can down the road just bugs me. I, I don't know why it shouldn't that much, but I've got a lot of anticipation of seeing that schedule. We'll get to the schools that I want to see BYU play here in just a moment. I do first need to get a word in on one of our great local sponsors. That's our friend over at Utah Community Credit Union. Uh, I, as recently as yesterday, I was in their Saratoga Springs branch dealing with an issue. They were just incredible. I've been banking with UCCU for 30 years, I think, in my life. I think my mom, I was talking to her. I think I opened my banking account, my my original savings account with UCCU when I was five years old. I am now 35 years old. It means three decades of working with this company. UCCU is here to help you guys out right now. All of us know that we're getting hit by interest rates and inflation. They're both on the rise and absolutely just killing all of us, it feels like. But UCCU is here to help you guys Kind of navigate all that, and hopefully put some extra money in your pocket along the way. They're offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Now, that's a really, really high rate of return. Obviously, 15 months is a very, in in most uh, people's minds, it's a pretty uh, short term. But the best part is about it. You can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of that certificate. It's a one-time rate jump if those interest rates and inflation continue to rise, guess what? You get to take advantage of it and bump up that rate of return. It's absolutely incredible that APY of 4.00% blows any typical savings or money market account out of the water in terms of the rate of return. The best part is they got a number of uh, different, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Man, I just lost the word in my head. (laughs) But... (laughs) The best part is, uh, they're here to help you guys out with whatever you need. They, they can set it up to match your needs, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I don't mean to make a lie to that, but the best part is, you can do this for as low as $500. That, it's really that simple. So all you gotta do is, like myself, go into a UCCU branch, give them a call, or go online to uccu.com to learn more. This is a limited time offer, so get on it if you are interested in this. It's a 15 month savings certificate with that incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Yeah, the variety of term options. There we go. Look into the copy. That's what the term I was looking for. But the best part is get started on it. Now, like I said, as low as $500, anybody, whether you're a big fish or a small minnow, you can get started with the UCCU. So stop in now or go online to uccu.com to learn more. That's UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. All right, let's get back to the question at hand. And I was good friend Garrett asking, "What four to five teams do you want to see come to LES next season?" Now, Garrett, I, I am going to be honest with you. I want to see all the big dogs at in Provo. I want to see Texas. I want to see Oklahoma. I want to see Oklahoma State. I, I, I want to see. The biggest of the big teams at Lavelle Edwards Stadium is that realistic? No, because that's just not going to happen. The Big Twelve is not going to say, you know what? We're going to do. We're going to send Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, on down the list. They're all going to Provo next year, and then BYU is going to go to Texas Tech, UCF, Cincinnati, West Virginia. That's not going to happen. But the teams I want to see in Provo next year, uh, if, if I had my if I had my pick of the four, if it's four or five. I want to see one of Texas or Oklahoma in Provo. I'd prefer Oklahoma. Texas has been to BYU a couple of times. I'd like to see Oklahoma make its first trip to Provo. I'd love nothing more than to have that happen. I'd also like to see UCF in Provo. I, I think that's a, got a possibility for a pretty good rivalry. I forgot to even mention TCU. They, they, they're they on their way to the college football playoff. I'd like to see TCU come back to Provo. That's a, that's a rivalry that I think can, can reignite. The Baylor thing, I think Baylor's actually might be actually moved off the schedule uh, for BYU, or at least BYU will go back to Baylor just because if, if they played the home-and-home, and, home and the most recent game was in Provo. So if I have my pick, I'd like to see UCF, I'd like to see Oklahoma, I'd like to see TCU, and then I guess give me two more. Uh, give me Cincinnati, and then give me hmm, West Virginia. How about that? I think those are some exciting teams. Coaches on the hot seat. uh, Neil Brown has got a new AD out there at West Virginia. They reaffirmed that he's still going to be the coach next year, but only they established for 2023. They didn't necessarily guarantee anything beyond that. It's a new AD out there. Uh, Cincinnati going through some transition. But I'm very, very excited to see the Big 12 era play out. That's the biggest thing. All right, uh, Jordan Kennard, and this is the question I referred to earlier. Said, uh, said, is it JKBYU01? Who should BYU go after in the transfer portal? I've already talked about that one, Jordan, so I'll answer the second part of your question. And have you heard of any players who might leave BYU for the transfer portal? I don't have names, and I think I've got a good enough track record on this podcast that if I had names, I'm more than willing to share them with you guys. I think I've proven that over the four plus years I've been doing this podcast. By the way, we just crossed 1,200 episodes in those four years. It's crazy to think, almost 300 episodes on average per year, but absolutely love doing it at the same time. So I don't have specific names, but the conversation and the chatter I'm hearing from my quote unquote sources is that there's going to be a higher number than normal for BYU in terms of guys entering the portal and let's be honest this is the new era of college football the the transfer portal collectives NIL all of it it, it requires the coaching staff it, there's a reason why David Shaw said I, I'm, I'm burned out there's no offseason. there's no downtime with college football there's not because you get in the month of December like right now it's December 1 guess what Kalani Satake and his staff are doing at BYU right now they're talking to all 123 guys on that roster saying okay what are your plans? Are you going in the portal? you sticking around? What are you looking for? What, what can we do to appease you? And not all of them are going to say, there's going to be guys that you're encouraged to go in the portal. Let's also acknowledge that fact. But there are guys that are guys you're counting on to be pieces for you in the Big 12 era who may be looking to leave. And you've got to essentially re-recruit them to get them to stick around in Provo, it's not a pleasant job, but it's a necessary one because at the same time, you also have to keep your eye, as we mentioned, on the portal and the guys going into it. If you've been paying attention to social media this week, there are guys left and right entering the portal. We have a guy uh, in uh, uh, JJ McCarthy, if I've got, if I remember, it was no, it was Cade McNamara, JJ McCarthy starter at Michigan right now, but Cade McNamara, who has started a college football playoff game. He's in the NCAA transfer portal. Folks, the portal is going to be chock full of talent. BYU is going to have to mine through that and find the guys that fit their model because they got to be willing to live the honor code. they got to have pretty good academics. they got to fit the BYU model, but... There's going to be no shortage of talent out there for BYU and obviously the other 130 teams in the FBS subdivision to go after this. But it, I think that you're going to see quite a few names. And, yeah, some of them would probably would be like, oh, we can't lose him. Other guys would be like, eh, okay, whatever. But it, it's just part of the reality of college football right now. All right, uh, next one. Our good friend Richard Robb at Tesla rob 14 says, Jaron Hall's ankle. Uh, Richard, if I had any information for you, I'd be happy to pass it along. I know that BYU is hopeful he'll play in the bowl game, but as I hear more, we'll make sure that uh, we'll get you as much information as we possibly can, but I just don't have any information right now. All right, Jeff Henor here saying, Do we have a better chance of getting McKee to transfer here or Jaron to stay one more year? Now, Jeff, uh, it's a very interesting question because Tanner McKee, obviously a member of the LDS face, served a mission, is a high-level NFL prospect just like Jaron Hall. I actually think it's more likely that Jaron stays another year than Tanner McKee comes to Provo. That's uh, just my personal gut feeling on it. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not reporting that from any uh, position of being like, oh, here we go, that's, that, that's, that's what I've got. I, I think it's just, there's, it's more likely of the two, which I don't think it's high on either one of them, If you want me to pick one of the two, Jaron staying one more year is more likely in my world. All right. Final question. This one's a little bit off the wall, but Amber Roberts, our good friend, Amber NN underscore on Twitter says, you've mentioned you don't like soda. And I'm not the biggest fan of soda. I admit that. But what do you drink to stay awake on late game nights and then early mornings? Uh, That's a great question, Amber. Um. I will admit there are days that I do have to get that uh, Coke Zero with some cherry in it or a Diet Dr. Pepper. If I'm going to drink it, I'm drinking the zero-calorie stuff. That's what I opt for if I am going to drink the soda. (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me. I don't drink it that much, but when I do, it's sometimes those nights. Let's say there's a jazz game at 8.30, and obviously with my radio job, I'm not specifically focused on BYU. I've got the Jazz, the Utes, the Cougars, Aggies, RS. I've got all of it that we cover. Well, when the Jazz play at 8.30, I have to wake up. My alarm, a lot of people ask, when does your alarm go off every day, Jake, for my radio show? My alarm goes off at 3.30 a.m. It's it. I've been doing it for nine years, and people say, "Well, you're probably used to it." Uh, on okay, used to, it's a relative term. It's still bloody early in the morning, and there are nights those eight thirty games when it's tipping off eight thirty. Jazz. I know that the game's not getting over till probably eleven p.m. It's a really quick turnaround, and trust me, running on short sleep, I do not recommend. I try and get as much as I can. I don't get as much as I should, but. Sometimes I do have to take the plunge, (laughs) excuse me, man, I'm struggling today. Uh, Sometimes I do have to take the plunge and get that Diet Coke, not Diet Coke, I don't do Diet Coke, Diet Coke's awful, even though my wife is addicted to it. But nonetheless, it's either Diet Dr. Pepper or Coke Zero. So Amber, I guess I can say, yeah, I, I don't like soda all that much. But there are times I have to I guess, imbibe. Is that the right term to use on that? It's probably not, but you, you get the point. And, uh, yeah, that's what, how I get through it. And sometimes it's just I got to struggle through th- through the uh, my radio show, get through the work day, and then get home and hopefully catch some shut-eye for 20 to 30 minutes when my kids are playing or something like that. It, it's a very, very interesting uh, situation that I find myself in doing what I do, but I am blessed to do it. That's the, that's the truth of the matter is uh, I, I absolutely just, I crave it. And th- 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 there, there, there's the, always the risk of burnout, all that stuff. But I, I just, I have never gotten tired of doing what I do. And part of that is this podcast. I sacrifice hours to, to do it, but I absolutely love doing. I, I, I'm sincere in saying that. So thank you for your support as always. Thank you for all of your questions. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll look ahead to BYU basketball taking on South Dakota up there at Vivint Arena on Saturday afternoon. we we'll also, news pops up about BYU's coaching search. We'll be happy to pass that along to you. I do have a, an interesting announcement to get to, and I'll, I'll just, you know what I'm going to do? Hold on for just a second. I'm going to pull this out. Now, uh, I I didn't necessarily mean to reveal this today, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you may, if I can get the camera to pick it up, you may recognize that signature. That is a BYU signature ball. We're going to be giving that away. And I'll just tease that it's a significant member of the BYU football program. So if you happen to be listening to this on the regular podcast uh, platforms, you may just want to go check it out on YouTube. I'll have more details on how we're going to give that away on tomorrow's podcast. But just a little bit of a tease ahead for the Friday edition of the show. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Go make your second listen, our friends, over at the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Josh Neighbors get you up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12 Conference every single day. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one and also on YouTube. For myself, have a great rest of your day. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.